Oh, my dick's been cut off. Let me have a... Can, can you make me a meat smoothie? <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Yeah, okay, that's true. A 56-year-old CEO of a real estate company used a 12-gauge shotgun to shoot the fuck out of his 50-year-old wife and 18-year-old daughter. All were discovered deader than fuck on the second floor landing of their sprawling 4,551-foot five-bedroom Four and a half bathroom home listed at one point seven million dollars in the well-heeled neighborhood of Pound Ridge in Westchester. The New York Post reports the house has a pool and a pond. Pond might be better for you. The couple were not divorcing. Police say no domestic incidents had been reported. Any problems between the two were simmering well concealed before finally coming to a boil last Thursday. Uh, even the wife's good friend tearfully said, the couple seemed happy. It seemed they were very happy, said Loretta's good friend. Uh, she never really spoke about her relationship much. Her life was her kids. The few times I've met Steve Dim, that's right, Steve Dim, the murderer, he seemed like a great husband and a great father. And he's also a great shot. Uh, they were both uh, all about their kids. That's what she said. Their kids' futures. I would have never guessed in a million years. Oh, an incident from November 1992 but might hold, provide hold, a clue. Hold on, though. He didn't. She didn't know him. She said the few times I've met him. He seemed like that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was able to project that, and she didn't. Uh, she wasn't told otherwise by. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. The, by all the right. by the female. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but then the, the, if you're not talking about your relationship at all with a really good friend, and perhaps is not as good of a friend as uh, you know she would have us believe. Right. But uh, then that's bad. You know, I mean, like, there's. Not, I don't think you should go talk about all your fucking dirty laundry. But I mean, you know, normally it comes up. Yeah. I mean, right. if you're all about their kids, uh, if you're all about your kids, that's also, like, kind of not a good thing either, I think. Mm. That means you've given up on the relationship part, and you're just like, fuck it. It's okay to be all about your kids once you're divorced, but uh, when you're when you're married to somebody, you have to put your spouse first. Right. Women don't know that, largely. They really don't. You know where I learned it? Dr. Laura. I heard her say it on TV, and I believe it. What that women tend not to put their spouse first. Well, the the whether or not women tend to or not, I don't think she said. But you have to. I think what she said is that you. you it's the most important thing is your marriage. The most important thing is your uh, husband, because uh, uh, once you lose sight of that, then you lose the marriage, and then your right. everything gets fucked up. Um, I think that's fair. But Doctor Laura is also the one who um, encourages everyone to say, "I am my kid's mom." Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Isn't that strange? <laughs> what a weird thing to say. I am my kid's mom. She uh, was really also into putting your kids first, it always seemed. Yeah, but uh, it, maybe doctor, it wasn't Dr. Laura. No, maybe it was some other. <laughs> is Dr. Laura still around? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's still around. Good. I, I ta She came up in my interview with Dan Kleiman in the last episode. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he he said that she by listening to her he discovered that that's that was his first entree into this whole idea of like what's going on in the libraries. Which oh. if, you, if you haven't listened to it, I'm not going to go into the details. You can listen to it in the last episode. I think to uh, uh, 310. But uh, yeah, I think um, Dr. Laura might also be anti, a little anti-gay or something, or have maybe had some anti-gay seeming positions. Sure, probably positions which were interpreted that way. Uh, so um, that might have had something to do with because he's very pro LGBTQI. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, so uh, at any rate, whatever. I I I I, I, I assume remember. I I said, why don't you appeal to Doctor Laura oh, to get the word out? Yes. And he said, uh, no. Nah. He just dismissed it out of hand. He wouldn't even like mm. say why. And so I thought, well, that's strange. I just remember listening to Doctor Laura maybe like twenty years ago, more than twenty years ago. And people would call in and be like, "Hi, Doctor Laura. This is um, Stephanie from Long Island. I am my kid's mom. I'm my kid's mom." <laughs> And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. And Dr. Laura invariably found fault with whatever. And everybody was seemed to call in, and their whole, their whole, the whole subtext seemed to be, "I'm gonna make it so Dr. Laura approves of me." <laughs> and Dr. Laura always found fault with whatever their situation was with the woman. Yes, it was great. That is great. Uh, Everyone was so eager to please Dr. Laura, and she would just like slap them. One after another. They'd be like, I am my kid's mom. Um, my husband left when uh, my kids were three, six, and nine. And I've just been, you know, slavishly devoted to Why them. did your husband leave? She'd, or she'd say like, well, recently I met a man who also has some kids and his wife died. <laughs> and I don't know, Dr. Laura would have some reason like, well, why are you talking to this man? Blah, blah, blah. What are his intentions? Well... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do, does this are you are you talking to him because it makes your children happy? Right. Or are you talking to him because it makes you happy? She always liked it if people were sleeping together or living together who weren't married. She'd say, "Oh, so you're shacking up?" Yeah, that was like her thing. But whatever she she so you say she's still doing shacking her thing. Up. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, well, we have the internet here. Why don't we just uh, you know pause for a moment and find oh, you, out if Doctor Laura is still active? It's so exciting. And uh, so you got once internet? they explained it, I got internet, and Dr. Laura uh, is on it, I'm pretty sure. Do you remember when the nude photos of her surfaced? Well, I'm I'm definitely completing it now with nude photos. <laughs> that search. Uh, that was a long time ago. And was she... Uh, is, she must have sort of wanted them to, to come out, no, right? I don't I mean, think so. Oh, my goodness. Are these all her? Supposedly. This... No way. This doesn't even look like her. Well, they're they're old. Oh yeah. I mean, they're really old. They're from well, like can, the seventies. Well, you can tell by the style here mm. of uh, her haircut <clears throat> that they're not that they're not too recent. This okay. Now that looks more like her, Doctor Laura Schlesinger. We'll find out what she's up to now. <clears throat> she's she's a dish, uh, Doctor Laura. Recent nude photos. Well, I don't think you're gonna find any. Dr. Laura. I just want to know if I think she's if I still just, doing her show. I understand. Oh, it looks like I, she's still got her thing going. Um, it, it, she looks great, too, by the way. Oh, well, then maybe. Hey, she's, she's only 70. Uh, that means she's got another good 15 or 20 years left uh, to uh, fuck around with this. The Dr. Laura program, it says. Okay, so she's still doing it. She says, uh, appreciate what you have. Until it becomes what you, uh, before it becomes what you had. Great. Which is another way of saying, don't know what you've got until it's gone. Too many parents uh, push the hell out of their, uh, this is her blog, uh, five tips for raising successful kids. Oh, wait, even more appropriate, seven ways to avoid awkward tension after an argument. Because, you know, I'll tell you the way to avoid awkward tension after an argument. You got to fuck right away. That's probably true, and and I, I bet you this is not 
I bet you fuck right away is not the two-word answer to this. Most fights between couples are over nonsense and should be avoided in the first place. I don't agree with that. You wouldn't dream of having uh, that fight with a police officer, your grandma, or a nun. Uh, <laughs> you use common sense in those situations, and you need to use that same common sense with your spouse. Now, I, I guess since she's speaking to women, this does make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, don't raise your voice. Try to stay calm. Take a deep breath. Uh, take a lap around the house. These are just little things that she's done. They're actually not numbered. However, if you do get into a fight, here's how to avoid the awkward tension afterwards. And these are listed. Uh, let go of your need to win. Most of the time you have rough hours or days in an argument because you don't know how to let it go. Your ego requires you to come out on top. But in an argument, typically the, the person who comes out on top is the person responsible for the destruction of the relationship. What? So if you win, you also lose. Wait, well, wait a second now. Huh. I bring about a peaceful resolution. I consider that winning. So I don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I've said I win every argument. I'm responsible for right. killing every relationship. <laughs> right. When it's over, let it be over. Acknowledge that what you fought about was dumb and apologize. See, the way women read these is they go, this is what the man should be doing. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> see, right. see. Look what Dr. Laura said. When it's over, <laughs> let it be over. Admit you were, she says, admit you were wrong. So admit it. Why can't you just do that? Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, hey, Seth. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that your mic was on. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> admit you were wrong. You had to be wrong in some part of it, so just fess up to it. Prematurely admitting <laughs> that you're wrong is a bad idea. It's a, it's a bad strategy. Because... You don't ever get what you wanted out of it, first of all. Second of all, you don't believe it. You're just saying it because you think you should. And uh, and if you say you're wrong and then go back and argue more, yeah, you really uh, lose credibility. Sure. So fuck all that. Well, let's let's go back to Westchester. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. We don't Steve we don't need Dim. to do any more of this. Yeah, I, I feel as if we shouldn't be sitting together reading about Dr. Laura's uh, ideas for. The, we know how to fucking end an argument, right? Uh, do you own a wife beater, by the way? Uh, the you shirt, the treat, no, no, I don't either. I mean, I have a lot of. I'm wearing a t-shirt now, but I think you could pull off a wife beater better than I could. Why? Because I'm like big and fat. No, because because you know you're you're somewhat ethnically ambiguous. Oh right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like it's you can't tell with me that I even have a, a shirt on if I'm wearing one of those. It's like it's oh, the, I see it blends saying. too much. You get a nice contrast. I think you have a hairier chest too. Probably. Do you have a hairy chest? Not, not, not overly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, right. Okay. Well, here's the thing about this. This uh, they, they had been. What do you think happened here? Because they found him uh, on the second floor landing of the home, shot, and he had shot himself with a twelve gauge. Um, yeah. They were uh, both all about their kids. Now that's what 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 brought this up. Uh, now. Uh, you you have kids. I don't. I do. I, I don't want to question you about your priorities or anything like that. But I mean, like, uh, don't do you see the logic of like, you know, needing to place your relationship first because um, of course because it's your primary relationship. Of yeah. course, your kids are going to grow up and move away. And, they don't um, appreciate it. You're going to be stuck there with this person that you fucking yeah put yeah. on the back burner all these years. Sure. That's why so many people, the empty nesters, they sometimes have a couple born kids because they're just like fuck. What do we do now? Well, an incident from November 1992 might provide a clue. Steve uh, Dim's mother, Paula, whacked uh, Steve's dad twice with a hatchet as he slept. Uh, I don't know anything about Paula's ethnic background. I venture to say there was little to no Native American blood coursing through her icy veins. Uh, 
as she hit her sleeping husband with the backside of the hatchet. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't like um, a murder. She didn't chop into his head. No, it wasn't the business end. However, it was like the claw end, but with no claw. But with no claw. If it was a tomahawk, I think as a tomahawk by definition have two um it, two blades. It has on the backside as well. That might uh, have apparently done axes mean. like that with two blades. They're um. Well, there's two reasons for that. Like when you're chopping wood, mm-hmm. um, like they have different, they're angled differently for like different types of cuts or whatever. Mm. But also that way when one gets dull, you can just switch. Oh, yeah. I I it, I thought it was a fireman thing too, like for like tearing open a door maybe or something. You got more oh. leverage. Uh, I always thought it was cool that firemen carry axes. Sure. Well... It, she didn't. She was charged with assault, uh, according to the New York Post, a report from the New York Post at the time. Uh, charged with assault, ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. Now, the results of that evaluation are not available to us at this time, and we're left to wonder, was Stephen Dim's mom, Paula, a crazy cunt, or was she just a cunt? Now, I understand the distaste many people have for the word cunt, although uh, in my life, and this is actually encouraging, as a stand-up comedian, I have noticed a kind of a softening up as I performed in clubs uh, for people live. It, truly, as a stand-up comedian, you were on the front lines of discovering what is actually offensive to a group of people and what they will laugh at. Okay. And uh, and and cunt is not the issue it once was. It's not the off off the charts kind of like dreaded oh, really? c word that it once was. It really isn't. No. I never really understood why that that word in particular is considered so awful. I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, bitch, when I was a kid, was like the worst thing in the world. Bitch. It was like, that That had me. And then bitch, kind of women sort of took it back. You know? And so that lost its power. Yeah. Now pussy just seems to have all of us, like ever since the the pussy hat and all that business. It's nothing now. Yeah, now everybody just says pussy it's all Very the time. diluted, yeah. And um, so cunt is just kind of uh, not such a big deal anymore. It's something that is not as bad as it was. That, that, that's my observation. It, there was a time when I think if you would have said cunt, you might have, the comedy club would have probably closed. Oh, really? Immediately, yeah. They were, there would be pitchforks and torches. I think all outrage is now just focused on um, the word. Yes, and the person who used it. We all know what word it is that I'm referring to. I'm not even going to call it the N-word because that... You that, can't call it the word. Because even calling it the N-word, it's almost like a, you're disguising what it is, but a little bit of the evil rays are seeping out. So it's, I just call it the word. You're right. You're right. It's sort of like... It's it's like wearing a bikini. Oh, he didn't say it. I didn't hear it. He, he didn't, didn't say no, it. You missed the point. Uh, no, you, missed uh, the, you missed the point. It's like it's wearing a bikini. Right. That's a funny thing to say. No, it is funny. And 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 would you have it but it's totally nude otherwise, you Yeah. Know? Yeah. But you put and, and and it's to your point. It it by giving you that little bit of peer in, yeah. you know what I mean? It's almost like a voyeuristic kind of thing, sure. you know, the N-word and then we all hear it in our heads. Oh, uh, right. And so, then we start singing a little song yeah, that's yeah, made yeah. up of that word. Mm, yeah. mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Um so what we have to do is call it the word. I usually plug it in for uh the the word baloney in that little song, you know, uh, that yeah. Oscar Mayer song. Yeah. Uh, try not to do that. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Get it out of my head. Pet, get it out. Get it out of my head. <laughs> this will be bonus content, mm-hmm. I feel okay. certain. Because you know what? Uh, very racially charged conversations are, are often not popular. So you're, so you're saying about that word, that word is so much worse than the C word. That word is more toxic, and uh, it's more legitimately offensive. And I think nobody's going to get fired for running around saying the C word. You could say that all day long. Oh, I just well now I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not quite normalized to that extent. However, if you sexualize it, it helps. This I know. Instead of calling a woman a cunt in my joke, right. I would say, "I fucked her right in the cunt." Oh, and then it's not so bad. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. And well, then we realize it's not the word; it's the context. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I didn't call her a cunt. I said I fucked her right in her cunt. I think that that's a big part of it. You know where I got that idea? As I was having sex with a woman one time in Missouri. Oak Grove, Missouri. Yeah. Oh. And she said, uh, you know, I don't know. She said, she told me uh, we were dirty talking while we had sex. She said, my cunt. She said, call it a cunt. Oh. (laughs) She told me to call it a cunt. I like that she's like, you know, parsing the, you know, this is the word you should use for this. Well, kind of externalizing it from herself, too. Like, oh, it's not part of her. Call so it a cunt. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, I mean, you might say that about any part of your body. I guess so. I dated this woman who liked to really get, like, you know, um, fingered very vigorously. Oh. And she would say, punch my cunt. <laughs> And 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 by punch it, you weren't. She didn't really want to be punched in the cunt. I don't think. Actually, she probably wouldn't have minded, but no, that's not what she meant. She just wanted it like very, very, very vigorously. Like you just wanted to get laid. You got a sparring partner, kind of out of the deal. Was she? Uh, did you ever damage her? Did she? Did you ever no. hit a point where she was like, "Okay, that's plenty. Back no. off." I, I didn't know. No. I One time I said, "What would it, suppose I broke your arm? Would that like?" <laughs> she, she was just like, "I don't know. I don't know if that would do it or not." No, I mean, I was just with that like, when that. I mean, she, she kind of didn't really mind, you know, pain. No, I'm taking it. Yeah, so I was just wondering, like, I was like, "Well, suppose I just like punched you in the stomach one day when you weren't expecting it." <laughs> <laughs> because hey, why shouldn't you get some out of this? Yeah. I think the I, when I when I, if you have a, a woman in your life who does enjoy the pleasure pain principle or intimidation or some sort of fantasies like that, it's very important that you keep that about her and don't look to sublimate your own personal anxieties and resentments towards her through that. Right. It's like punishing a child. You have to. <laughs> You do it to discipline right, them. Right. It's not about you. It's, it's not about your own um, anger no. and fear. You know, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so, and and but the, the the part that sucks about that is it makes it a little boring, you know, because basically you're just a, a, a human dildo mover at that sure. point. And uh, that that was my argument the other night. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's probably not Native American. So cunt, uh, is the th- if you sexualize that's better. But all that aside, I think that we can find a lot of common ground uh, with women is what I'm saying. Because if a woman swings a hatchet at her husband, uh, you have to know there's a reason for that. It doesn't make her all bad. Right. And I mean, I'm talking about if, he, if he's awake, you know. Uh, women do suffer mightily, I mean, in our society. One might say they suffer a little more or less than men. I don't know. Okay. But unfortunately, there's no way of knowing because for all our scientific advances, 
since the dawn of the industrial age, we, we, we've yet to find a way to measure suffering. Not objectively, to measure and compare. I think Samuel Beckett said the quantum of wantum is constant. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think that was, uh, I think that was actually uh, tone loke. Uh, there are many <laughs> factors and variables when you're doing it. Uh, I mean, it seemed to be a, a forever subjective thing in the eye of the sufferer, you know? It is. A, it is. It's, a, it's always in the eye of the sufferer, like a rogue contact lens, uh, meaning no matter how, mu how much time men can spend forever trying to comprehend the true extent to which women suffer, and at the end of the day, we have to take your word for it. We just have to take their word for it, which would, it might be a little easier to do if you didn't go so far and, and do it so often, uh, exaggerate, and and uh, <coughs> and and really blame us for shit that we had nothing to do and can't con uh, do with and can't control. So, uh, you know, basically what I'm saying is, if she swung a, a, at the hatchet at the guy, and he's awake, you know, and it does change it that he's asleep. But I mean, like just swinging the hatchet, she's probably having her period, and she probably had, uh, you know maybe had a fight with a girlfriend or something. I don't know. Uh, but the, the point is, you swing it, if you swing it on a guy when he's asleep, I'm going to call you a cunt. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think you've earned cunt at that point, at the minimum. Sure. If you earn cunt, you know, let cunt be part of the conversation. There's sometimes when being offended at the word cunt is in itself offensive. Like what if I said, uh, you know, Seth's wife got angry at him and cut his dick and balls off, mm. threw it into a blender, yeah. and then served it to him as a smoothie. I, I, you know what? The problem with that, though, is that I, unlike like being fed your children in a pie, <laughs> like I would know, I would be screwed because my dick had been cut off. <laughs> I don't think that works. Let's take, let's, first of all, let's <laughs> take it out of you, out of, out of your situation personally, because... Uh, wife's charming and wonderful and and i obviously in a million years would never do such a thing so let's say uh a guy like uh oh i don't know uh, yeah but anybody they would know that their dick had been cut <laughs> they're not going to be like oh my dick's been cut off let me have a can, can you make me a meat smoothie <laughs> yeah okay that's true so uh, forget the serving it to in part, but she does blend it in order to make yeah. sure it can't be reattached. Yeah. And I say, what a fucking cunt. If if a woman takes offense at that, then it's like, Jesus, let's look at the situation. She's obviously a cunt at minimum. Mm. All right, so leave it alone. Leave it alone. All right. So this the, the point is there's three people dead in Westchester, and there's a home, I guess, on the market still, $1.7 How do you think that'll affect the price of the home? Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, like, look at the, um, I mean, look at, like, Donald Trump's childhood home. People are lining up to stay there. Not enough murders in there to... Or look at the, um, uh, what was the name of the... The um, who were the couple the the grocers who were killed by the Manson family? Oh, uh, Labiancas. Yeah, the Labiancas. Like, isn't that um, 
Kind of a notorious. House. I don't know. I don't know how how this. I don't know. I mean, does. like people, uh, Elvis died on his fucking toilet at home, and and uh, they've. I think they've hit a billion visitors now, or something like that. I've been there twice. Yeah, have you really? I've been there twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a fun time it is. Did, did would, the first time you went, were you kind of a little surprised by the size of it? That it's not that big. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I I was really expecting something to just like. Wow, a football field's worth of like you know, and it was not that big. No, when I first went, they said like that you couldn't go. There were parts of the house where you couldn't go because his aunt still lived there. Yes, Aunt Delta. Oh, okay, you know about. She this. used the kitchen for many years, and then they uh, made it available later. She... It, it was always available when I had seen it. It was in the nineties. Yeah, that's when I went. Yeah, eighties, nineties around then. Yeah, uh, I went later than that, and so I did get to see the kitchen. Uh, and uh, there's photos of that too, if you're curious. Uh, it's very nice, it's carpeted and shit. It doesn't look like like a normal kitchen. Sure, it's where uh, you know his uh, I guess maid or uh, sandwich maker would make his uh, peanut butter, peanut butter bacon and sandwiches. Yeah. Is that what he liked? I think there was a recipe for a peanut butter and banana sandwich on an okay. apron there. And uh, do you have you ever do you enjoy peanut butter and banana sandwiches? I, I I eat peanut butter sandwiches all the time. I've never had them with banana. Never. Well, uh, they're very good. Uh, it's because really a banana is it's like a natural it serves as a natural jelly. It's, mm-hmm, it's a little sweet spot. Sure. But uh, this was a grilled one, and I had never done that before. But I memorized the recipe off of the uh, uh, apron, and it, it's it's really tasty. I'll I'll relay it at this time. You just uh, you with uh, you you kind of mash the the uh, bananas into the peanut butter a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, you break them up, and I think that has an effect of kind of bonding the peanut butter and keeping it from becoming so oily. Uh, as you cook it, and then you uh, you have some butter in the pan, uh, and you throw uh, the bread in there, which you've spread your peanut butter on. It's really easier than a grilled cheese because the peanut butter has so much more weight, especially with the banana ground into it. That's pretty much it. You grill it in butter, and it's and it's smashed up bananas and peanut butter. Man, it is. It's so good, and yet when you eat one, you're done. You when you're when you're completely full on that experience, you you know. It lasts a while. I haven't had one in about six years. I can uh, imagine why that would make um, Elvis have to sit on the toilet so much. Because <laughs> it's probably very binding. Like, yes. It probably constipates a little bit. I would think, yeah. And, and uh, man, trying to push something out like that. Now, uh, in, uh, in 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 Brooklyn, we have uh, a parade coming up, which we, we can celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you like to celebrate your heritage. As much as uh, all of us do, well, um, mm, actually, I don't know if I like to celebrate it as much as all of us do. Okay, uh, you're right. How could we know such a thing? Because the it's, West Indian Day Parade—it's a very suppositionist uh, point of view. Sure, but the West Indian Day Parade—I don't know who likes to celebrate heritage like they do because they love it. Man, apparently, being from West India is the fucking shit. They go crazy for this parade. Is it that much nicer than East India, though? You know what I mean? Well, they they do have an Indian, like an East Indian Day parade, but it's basically just like some floats down Fifth Avenue. It's not like what they do out in Brooklyn. I see. I mean, the The West West, Indian Day parade attracts, I don't know, two million people. You're kidding. Two million? It is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Two million people into central Brooklyn. They take over the streets, and it goes on. Basically for seventy two hours, as far as I can, t- I mean, it goes on a lot. Yeah, it's it's long. Uh, it does. It begins with a kind of a warm up. It's overnight, uh, and this is yes. uh, something called Jouvert, which I don't Jouvert. know. Jouvert. Oh, oh yeah, Jouvert. Jouvert, which means like in Haitian Creole, like 
I begin or I open or something like that. Oh, like I see. The opening. And and uh, what does it represent in this case? I mean, uh, uh, I think what, what, what like tell me what they're doing. I guess is what well, like to the eye. Yes, yeah. supposedly to hear. You know, proponents talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like some like an essential part of the mystery of carnival. Uh, I think, but basically it's not that old. I mean, it's just basically people doing shit overnight. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, you know what it's like? It's like a mischief night type of thing. Oh, I see. Oh, I like, mean, supposedly. Sort of Caribbean Halloween. Yeah, supposedly, like in the 70s, really, sometimes there'd be some kind of, you know, like voodoo stuff associated with, like, you'd see somebody, like, people playing drums, or you'd see somebody, like, right. with ash like white ash just like running through like kind of you know um like trickster type stuff Mm -hmm. but um basically what i gather it's become is a time for uh oh wait and before you say that uh it, the, the the religion is Santeria, right? There's there's Santeria. Yeah, maybe that folk. Maybe maybe a little bit. You know, okay, got it. Maybe occasional like rooster throat cuttings, things like that. Maybe I sacrificed the animal you know, some sort. or two. Sure. I think what it's largely become is a time for um, all the people from the West Indies living from I guess about as north as uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, and as. <laughs> South as I don't know Atlanta, <laughs> coming here to Brooklyn to uh, settle beefs. It's and, very uh, difficult to get a bus ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, you know, settle scores with um, gunplay and various knives and you know various um, various implements of violence. It, it, it seems like there's a lot. It, I mean, basically every year for the last few years, someone's been killed. And last year it was an uh, uh, somebody who was I, I think just uh, I mean, he he's not in a gang it was a, a, a an aide for um, Governor yeah, was, Cuomo well, right like a lawyer yeah who who I don't believe uh, that was that was it was no. a stray bullet I guess you know yeah no I collateral mean, damage sure or and like a baby you know um, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty ugly yeah and so uh, this goes on and now my understanding of it is from my interview with Ralph Friedman the other day. He brought this up, and he said, "You know, because I, I was questioning why the new the new uh, music ordinance that says cops cannot tell you to shut the music down uh, if it's in your apartment, et cetera, et cetera." And he said, "All these things, all these changes, uh, not making you know minor arrests and stuff right. like that, uh, and a lot of brought about by Cy Vance trying to bring down crimes twenty thousand in in the next year." Uh, he wants 20,000 fewer arrests for minor offenses, and he says it's all leading up to the West uh, the West Indian Day Parade because, you know, it enables them to, you know, experience uh, the freedom of that, with that, and the cops basically have their hands tied. And if they just hear gunshots, now shootings they would have to respond to, but just stray shots, just okay. they don't respond to those is my understanding. Well, I don't know. I mean, I know this year... Look, de Blasio has an election coming up. Um, He is not interested in having another shit show because he's been getting a lot of criticism in the last few years for for the way this is being conducted. Mm. So this year, de Blasio and the NYPD have really cracked down, and they've set up kind of 
like a Times Square New Year's Eve type um, scenario. So if you're going to enter this whole area of central Brooklyn where Jouvert typically takes place, um, you know, they're going to have entry points and gates and pens and you can't bring alcohol. You can't bring big bags. You're going to go through metal. There's going to be screening. Ryan Seacrest will be there. Ryan Seacrest will be there. But here's the that problem. That does lame it up considerably. It does, it does. Here's the problem, Pat, is that unlike Times Square New Year's Eve or the Thanksgiving Day Parade, there's nothing about Jouvert that demands that it be centrally located. Like, it's just people running around doing whatever they want. So what's mm. to stop people from saying, oh, they're going to take our guns away if we go into that area? Well, you know what? We'll just do it over here. Mm-hmm. So, and... I'm not sure that this is necessarily going to work. Well, I, I think that uh, what they will do is they'll prevent, because uh, some people will come in and do the parade yeah, and the event and everything. They will effectively put any crime that happens, any shootings that happen, any murders that happen off at a certain perimeter, and then they can say those were not involved with the parade. <laughs> yes, they can do that too. <laughs> it's basically creating deniability. You know what? You may have a point. Although, if there's any shootings that are vaguely, you know, if if it happens at the same time as the parade, it, you know, it, it, it's it's not going to be good for de Blasio. Well, we all know that. It's not real. I right. Mean, they, but, you know, but he still will have that to say. Right. And then, like, whoever's, you know, voting for him can just go, well, obviously he had an answer for you, you know. Yeah, I, basically. I, really, because he's not about the spirit of the law ever. He's only about the letter. Yeah. And uh, he's, uh, you know, that's that's just the, the guy that he is. Man. Well, it'll be yeah. fun. It'll well, be fun to see what happens. Now, well, this is next weekend, right? It, yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Uh, is the time significant uh, to them in like a religious or a, or a sense or something like that? Or is this just when they do it? Do you um, know? Well, it's uh, on. it's like six months after... Carnival, so I guess they've all gotten back from Trinidad or Jamaica or wherever, and mm. it's been six months since they had a huge parade. So time they, for a they parade. have it now. Yeah, I got it. so it's just a spacing thing. I uh, think so. There's, uh, uh, do you know how bad the music is there? Have you been to this event? Um, you know what? I actually have not. Yeah, I haven't either. I I've kind of tried to avoid it. I've seen. Uh, However, you know, I mean, like if you go on YouTube, you can see this stuff, and it's uh, uh, it, it it's it just looks, I have to tell you, like madness. Uh, Jovert in particular. Well, it's like two million people taking over Central Brooklyn, and they take over the streets, and you know that's pretty much what it is. Let's look at 2017 Jovert information. Uh, this is a you know the New York City informational website nyc.gov. Uh, the name Jovert originates from the French, uh, you know whatever uh, Jovert meaning a daybreak or morning and signals the start of carnival. Oh, this is carnival. This is a signal. Yeah, but this, this is start really of carnival. carnival. Uh, steel band music. Steel band music is the dominating sound of Jovert. Uh, I've never heard of steel band music. I've heard of uh, steel drums. Steel band music. Um, Steely Dan? They listen to. I don't think they're listening to Steely. I don't think Steely Dan's. Ricky, don't lose that number. Don't lose the number. Don't lose the number. (laughs) Don't lose the number. (laughs) Uh, Revelers take to the street, uh, whining and chipping their way. Yeah, whining. 
Oh, the, and it's spelled without an H, so they're yeah. they're not going to the streets like. No, no, no. It, Whining is like having fun, talking, dancing. Often associated with dining. Mm, Whining and dining, chipping. What is chipping? There. I don't know. I've never heard chipping. Okay, that's a, that, that. They're not going to bother to de- define it either. Although it is clearly not used in this uh, traditional sense, the city of New York is partnering with Brooklyn Borough President Eric L. Adams and the New York City Police Department for a safer Jover parade. This year's parade is permitted by NYPD. It's permitted by them. Uh, and has well, they, a, they gave the issue a permit. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, has an approved route. Starts at Grand Army Plaza, south on Flatbush, east on Empire, south on Nostrand. And then ending in Midwood Street, 6 a.m. Uh, it'll start at 6 a.m. I thought this shit went on starting at like 2, 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They're trying to push it more towards morning so it's not in the middle of the night. But how are you going to stop people from gathering before? It's just it idiocy. Because they can go, well, that was not the official parade. That's yeah. all it is, is to just <laughs> mark think, it you out. You know what? You kind of have a point. I think that's all they're doing. So, um, Let's go back here and see if I can find some video footage of this thing. Because um, uh, it, it, it is an extraordinary thing to see. It, it, it reminds me very much of like... Don't it, go to that one. That one's Trinidad. Oh, Trinidad. We want to go to New York City. Go to that one. Yeah, dirty Masquerade. Brooklyn's Dirty Oh, this is masquerade. a Vice Magazine video. Oh, fuck I don't want to watch that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be like... Hey, man. Uh, Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. How about this? Yeah, this do is that one. A couple minutes long. It's not a. That's funny. That's the top result, though. The Daily News will obviously have. Uh... Yeah. See, they like the stuff with the white powder. Yeah, I see that. They, you mentioned the that. The ash. Juvet. They got the Grinch for this. Yeah, they're pouring talcum powder on each other. Uh, yeah. Guy's very shiny. That looks like a slave auction. Kind of. Wow. Holy shit. They're, they're pouring oil on each other. Yeah. This is carnival. It's a European celebration that the slave masters brought. But when the slaves were freed in Trinidad, we took to the streets. Oh, it's... And dressed up fancy. It's a celebration of uh, slaves being freed. Okay. (laughs) That explains uh, why it looks the way it does. It looks like people who have never experienced freedom before. Okay. See, Wait, he, he said something, and I interrupted him, but it sounded really... masters? Yeah. He said, he said something about dressing up real pretty. This is carnival. It's a European celebration that the slave masters brought. But when the slaves were freed in Trinidad, we took to the streets, and we imitated... And dressed up fancy to imitate our masters. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he gets off on it a little. Well, it sounds like it. To imitate our masters. 
There's a little grinding. Well, this all looks very tasteful to me. There's a, it's a little messy. It's like an all-night party. Yeah. She's got bad But at, here's the problem is that at the at the edges of the all-night party, mm-hmm. there's typically been violence. Well, now, don't listen to her because uh, this would have been last year. Uh, the next year would have been last year. This is from 2015, so uh, yeah. yeah, she's not encouraging you to come now. So, uh, what do they do about this? What do you think they should do? Well, there's nothing they can do. I mean, yeah. they can't really like issue a. Um, can they forbid it? Can they just? Well, how would they forbid it? People are going to come. And, I mean, they have the West Indian Day Parade. Yeah. What are you going to say? Like, you're going to have like a martial law? Like, no one can come outside. Well, it sounds to me like that's what you're saying. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that that's what you would have to do. Yeah, it would have to. That's what I'm saying. It, if something causes a lot of violence, let's say there's murder surrounding it, but you're, they, there's a lot of advocates for this. There's nobody who's really against it in the government that I, that I see or know of, other than maybe uh, the you know the SBA president or something like that. Right. Or the, Patrick Lynch may be against it, but uh, it's something that's going to happen. And uh, apparently the police do have a, sort of an active voice uh, when it comes to these things because they... You know, the cops have to deal with it. Uh, and so uh, we have here in the New York Daily News a cop forum quoted uh, where uh, allegedly racist predictions uh, on Jovert Parade violence, anonymous uh, posters on the unof- on an unofficial police message board is where this comes from. Uh, and because um, you wouldn't put this on an official police message board ever. No. Uh, they're making more racist fake bets on violence. Uh, at the upcoming uh, New York Caribbean Carnival Parade and the Jovert Celebration. In a new twist, users of uh, the Rant website, so if you have any anonymous racist postings, don't take them there. They're already above their quota, according to the Daily News, which uh, I'll let you be the judge. They also make racist and cruel quips about uh, city councilman and police critic uh, Jumani Williams. Yes. Now, Jumani Williams I was not familiar with, uh, we uh, his name is mentioned in a poss- as a possible p- candidate for governor. Wow! What? No, they're not. <laughs> that's what it no, says. It says his name has been mentioned. That that's okay. such a vague thing to say. Like it has yeah. been. What are you I, looking I, at, I, Seth? Are you just looking at your regular <laughs> shit? <laughs> no, I was texting my daughter. <laughs> what? I saw you scrolling your Facebook moments ago. Your mind is someplace else. Not really. I want to be insulting to Jamani Williams. Go I, ahead. I I'm with help. you. Well, this guy, I, I did watch that clip uh, from Tucker Carlson uh, that we watched before where Jumani's on there, and uh, he's a police critic. Uh, has he ever made a valid, uh, a valid point? Um, mean, you know, he did make a valid point. He said, you can't stop Jouvet. Like, there's, what are you going to do? Yeah. I guess, I guess uh, yeah. Yeah, Sounds like you guys are, are pretty uh, firmly aligned on that. No, well, just on that, I mean, unless you're going to have martial law, you can't really stop it. Mm. Uh, now, here's what they've said about him uh, from, uh, this is quoted off of this website. We uh, don't agree with these statements. Look, I cannot distance myself enough from this. He's a borderline uh, retardate hmm. uh, and comes from a race of borderline retardates. Well, that's ugly uh, language, and it's it's... It's misspelled. Now, a user uh, called Broom uh, wrote of Williams on the site. Uh, Jumani Williams is in reference to. Now, Brooklyn's mayhem marred Jover Fest uh, moved uh, to daylight hours this year. He's uh, and Here we have another quote. Uh, he's an expletive caveman, Jamunga Bungamon, added another user. Huh. 
uh, well, perhaps his cornrows that he has gotten rid of uh, took away his magical Negro powers. That's All right, that's, ugly, that's ugly, ugly. ugly. Ra- that's, that's racist. Even quoting this doesn't feel right. The comments also touched on Tourette's syndrome, which uh, it's a neurological disorder that Williams has. Uh, he, he has a certain way. Now, I, he didn't have any outbursts. He was very well controlled during that. I mean, not well controlled as much as he could, I guess. I don't know what he looked like before or what he sounded like before, but what's the sound that he makes? Um, he's, well, traditionally he's kind of yipped a lot. He yips, okay. So the councilman, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> Which yep. is, hey, at least it, it seems to signal agreement. And it's, so that's not a bad thing. He was twitching. Uh, Oh, here, this is a reference to him on Tucker Carlson. It says the councilman was on Tucker uh, Carl uh, last night. He was twitching like there was uh, some kind of condition. Well, he does have a condition. Well, yeah, that's not really that insulting. Uh, that's just a fact. Now, if uh, if Jumani is the cream of the crop, well, it's been a pretty bad year for farmers. Last time I saw somebody shake like that was on Soul Train. Mm. You know what? I think that this is like... The whatever- Soul Train reference it was the only thing that, that made that in, in any way funny well, and wh- racist. Whatever kind of um, website this is, I don't think it's... Um, these are not police officers. Right? The, these these people don't reflect the um, the values of the New York Police Department. Well, they do not reflect the values of the New York City Crime Report either. Either, right. Because, or, it's because guests, or it's guests. We straight up don't have any values. Uh, and, and if we did have them, this would not be a reflection of them. If you ever hear me quoting a website and and trying to say that it reflects, don't listen to me. I have a gun to my head. Mirroring a uh, similar thread in 2016, the Post also speculated about the prospects for violence during the upcoming uh, celebration. Three NYPD cops heard on the job, fight for disability. I, I, every once in a while, I copy and paste something, and I end up reading a fucking caption for a photo. Okay. And I just sound like a crazy person. Right. Three NYPD cops heard on the job, fight for disability pensions. <laughs> that wasn't a capture for a photo. It's a link. Yes. Four public service homicides. Two gunshots. Okay, that's that again. Well, this uh, year's. Uh, oh wait, this four public service homicides. Two gunshot survivors. Six stabbings. Two ass whoopings. One head stomping. Two politicians complaining about the police. So hmm. yeah, that's uh, it's uh, that's the way it goes. So this year's festivities are slated for September fourth. That's next weekend. Jouvert gathering starting at 6 a.m. rather than 2 a.m. Out of concern for public safety, the NYPD also is shutting down the parade route during Jouvert and assigning more officers to the area. Shutting down the parade route during... Okay, so the you have to either be at one or the other, I guess is what they're trying to say. I don't know what they mean. Shutting it down, also, I guess, closing it up, and then that's what you said, checking, for, checking bags, yeah. checking everything, uh, making sure they don't bring all that talc. Right. The New York Caribbean Carnival Parade. Well, it used to be called the West Indian Day, uh, West Indian American Day Parade, and now it's called the New York Caribbean Carnival Parade. Oh, that's a friendlier name, maybe. I don't know. Car- carnival sounds nice. I mean, car- it's silly because carnival is is like uh, is pre Lent. Carnival so, is Mardi Gras, so I don't know why they're calling it carnival now. I mean, it's like it's like a carnival. It's like carnival. Does it feel like sometimes they make it up as they go and then say that it's their traditional heritage? Uh, that's certainly the case with Jouvet in New York. It's certainly the case. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's not like some kind of like ancient... 
Here's something else. Is that when they were freed from their slaves no. and they mocked their masters to dress up fancy? The other funny thing about this is de Blasio likes to say, look, there's always problems with parades. He's like, the Puerto Rican Day Parade used to have a lot of violence associated with it. And the St. Patrick's Day Parade had many problems. Now, that's an utter lie. I mm. looked into it. Okay, uh-huh. yes, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, okay, occasionally off the St. Patrick's Day Parade, you'll find some, like, I don't know, drunk, drunken Suffolk County, you know, firemen, like, like rolling in the gutter, like punching each other, kind of. Mm. You don't see mass violence or shootings. I looked it up. That certainly is a, a, an Irish tradition, too. Just rolling in the gutter like that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But that's, that, that's kind of like any Saturday night. Yeah. But I was looking at, like, okay, in the 1870s, there would be, like, a couple knifings or some, some bullshit like that. It is just not the case that the St. Patrick's Day Parade has, like, that there's historical associations with, like, Mass violence. Yeah, just uh, he kept it general enough. Has many has had many problems. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they've had many problems. Sure. The salute to Israel. The salute to Israel Day Parade has had many. Uh, has had a lot of problems with violence. Yes. Y- you know he. He's... The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Sure. The, uh, look, the mayor is a fucking liar. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> yes. He will just say anything he wants to at that minute. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yes, it's it's absolutely seems absolutely true, uh, and uh, you know, I guess his point was that uh, hey, look, there's problems with any kind of parade. This one's no different. It is different, right? Um, to some degree, this is totally different every year. I mean, is there any other city-sponsored event which you can virtually guarantee there will be people dead by the end of it? Mm. It does say here, uh, now this is another remark from the uh, anonymous post website, uh, place, whatever it was. They will call us racist for our insensitive remarks, but they are the racists for refusing to take action to save the lives of the blacks that are slaughtered each and every year on Eastern Parkway. So that's a point of view. Uh, I'm not presenting it. It was presented by this person. I'm not Mm -hmm. calling anybody a racist or or not a racist. Right. It does seem as if, uh, if if they wanted to, if preserving the life of some, is it more important to have a parade, uh, or is is it more important to maybe preserve the lives of of some people who you know would be involved? Well, look at it this way, Pat. Look at it from a libertarian perspective. Um, we know every year that there's going to be like thirty thousand car fatalities. Mm-hmm. Why don't we lower the speed limit to 25 miles an hour everywhere? It'd be a huge revenue stream. Wouldn't it? I mean, it's 25 miles an hour in the city. And has Vision Zero, has that been effective with Vision Zero? It has, actually. I, You know, I think that it's been maybe a little effective. There have been less... Um, vehicular homicides. Well, there have been fewer people. It's not dead. called Vision Improvement. It's not called vision a couple less, yeah. vision zero. I well, would say that is a failed policy by definition. But I see what you mean. Uh, it, from a libertarian perspective, things are completely different. If we lived in a libertarian type of uh, world and society, they would say, let them fucking march. In fact, uh, maybe we could sell them guns. We're missing an opportunity here. Right. <laughs> That's uh, a good point, actually. Swords, uh, things. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, 
the mayor is always concerned with saving yeah, lives. No, I My know. Christ, he's the most concerned with saving lives there is. So uh, I guess what it comes down to is that, uh, you know, they don't want it to appear as if uh, that he's never going to see him. These are his people. I mean, right. if anybody votes for de Blasio, it's uh, Brooklyn. Blacks, uh, no, Blacks uh, in Central Brooklyn. Blacks in Central Brooklyn. But is he... Uh, and do do many of these people, they must come from, uh, like you said, uh, far out of the country, or is this mostly... I think a lot of people... I mean, yeah, a lot of them are from New York City. A lot of them come from around the, the region or even farther away. Very much like Atlanta's Freaknik. But not con- like Freaknik was not connected to any sort of a, no. a, a, a patriotic You could say it's a little bit like Freaknik. Yeah. Except Freaknik's doesn't happen anymore. Probably a lot of your listeners don't even remember Freaknik. Are you kidding? When did Freaknik uh, stop happening? A long time ago. <laughs> no, a while ago. You said that with such sadness that I wouldn't know that. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this is uh, interesting. Parade-wise, we went to the Go Topless Day Parade yesterday. Oh, Myself, how was it? Newsroom Andy Statmiller and uh, some other uh, correspondents. I will tell you, it was just... It was just a huge disappointment after last year because it took me a while to get annoyed last year with the general sort of like anti-male, pro-UFO sentiment that was being expressed. Is that what it's all about? Yeah, it is what it's all about. And it's funny that you asked me that because that's a a phrase that I continually come back to when covering a, a situation like that. And that's really what it's all about today because it's a way of, you know, Anti-male, pro-UFO. Making things like, yes. And isn't being anti-yourself what it's all about? This uh, parade had so few... Now, let's be honest. If you, When you attend something like this, you don't want to see the world's ugliest breasts. That means you must want to see more attractive, young breasts. So... I don't really care about the age. For me, it's more just about, like, you know, is there anything going on at all? I like the fact that they're just being exhibitionists. I think that, that they will not acknowledge, they would never acknowledge that because to them it should be a non event. To them it should not be arousing. What is the connection between um, the Raelian, like, philosophy of UFOs or whatever it is uh-huh. uh, and the, bare yeah. breasts, exactly? Well, or is it just an advertisement? It's, 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 I think that it's largely, yeah, something to. Uh, it's very important. Attraction rather than promotion, you know. Bring people to the parade. Uh, okay. Everybody's going to come uh, if they know about it. Most people will come and well, I'll have a look at that. And then maybe they get handed a flyer or something like They're that. Like, no. Oh, Rael really is the king of the aliens. He really... <laughs> He's a, is that, I mean, I don't really know anything. Kind of he's the I last, don't know much about the Rael. Well, well, he's. I'll tell you what he is. Uh, Rael, uh, although... You know, uh, he was at one time uh, sort of a race car enthusiast, a race car driver and journalist. Oh. He, uh, and he's French, and this was in the early 70s. He had an experience where he saw a UFO. And so he followed to where it landed. He was taken aboard the ship. Cool. He was spoken to, uh, you know, clearly by a uh, an, an alien. That, of course, they don't like the word. I don't really care. I'm using it. Alien that spoke to him and told him, uh, well, uh, we've been here for many, many, many millennia, longer than you can really imagine, uh, civilizations come and go, and information is passed along this way. This is how we survive. Oh. Um, 
we convey information to a, a messenger, mm. such as uh, Buddha or Christ, and now yourself. Oh, so he was remaking himself in in this, uh, you know, yeah, as a messenger of the Elohim, who are the Elohim are. Uh, I believe this is a that's a a word for God in yeah. The, and like so, gods. Like, yes, know. gods, right. So uh, it's a plural. Right. So there's a numerous gods. He's the last messenger of the Elohim, meaning that although we had Jesus, we had Buddha, he's the final word on how to prepare for aliens to land on the planet. And uh, this is his job on Earth, is to get us to build an embassy for the aliens Okay. And a place for them to land. Okay. And uh, what we're supposed to do is... Sounds like they already have that figured out. Well, it, but we they probably need money and support. Oh, okay. So, uh, at any rate... And boobs and, boobs play into this somehow? Well, you see, I I think that their view on sexuality is somewhat... Uh, Everyone loose, should have sex with Rael. Loose and fluid, and it's really not <laughs> too far off that. He has a segment that he designates as like his angels or something like that. They have to. They meet with somebody to decide, like whether or not it's not. But he's involved in that decision making mm-hmm. process. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, and then they only have sex with him exclusively. He Smart. has so many exclusive young women. This guy is a baller in a sense. Uh, his I forget his real name. It doesn't matter. But Rael. So the connection between that and toplessness is that people have closed their mind off to so much of like who they are, what they are. I don't think that they. Uh, think that uh, they think that women are not equal and they think that part of our problem that's preventing us from moving forward as a society is the inequality between women and men oh and this is the way to solve it oh by walking around with your top off one day a year and uh, so we go to so how many women were um there topless i'm gonna say in the neighborhood of, i will i'm gonna say fewer than a hundred uh Although many, many people were there and many men were without shirts mm. uh, and many and there were many women marching who actually had their shirts on. It was a little frustrating. Uh, they were, you know, playing drums and uh, they I guess maybe they didn't want their shoulders to chafe from their drum strap or something. Sure. Uh, but it, I think I saw maybe 50. And I'm saying 100 just as a as a loose mm. estimate, you know, right. but, but like because I didn't see every topless woman. But uh it was short. The parade was like short in length. Last year, I mean, we were in the middle of it. Yeah. There were women of 19, 20, 21 who were just adorable. There were, there were women from all over the world. There was a German tourist. There was an Italian tourist. We talked okay. to them. It's all in the video. Now, none of that this year. None of that kind right. of thing. And, well, and, I just, and it was so... Kind of played itself out. I think that's what it is. It, it, there, maybe there's... People have kind of picked up on... I, mo- many people that I spoke to didn't know it was a, a UFO event. Right. Uh, and when you explain it to them, they think you're fucking nuts. Right. You know, you'll get a bunch of topless women going, you know, this is all sponsored by a UFO call. Right? They're like, okay. It seems unbelievable, but that's exactly what's going on. My right. first uh, learning about this was when I was at the comedy cellars working there in like 2009 or 10. I was sitting at the table where all the comics sit. Oh, boy, those were the days. And then this topless woman comes up, and I can see her in the corner of my mind. She's like, Where, can I use your bathroom? Is that okay for me to... And she had no shirt on and no bra on. I could not believe I was seeing a topless woman right there. Uh-huh. And you, you, uh, You'd never seen one before? Not right there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, 
the uh, the manager there, uh, who was a gay guy, he was like, get out of here. He shoot her off like a oh. fucking stray cat. Which, by the way, uh, I guess in a restaurant, maybe you can do that because of health codes or something like that. Well, no, sure. You know, it's it's up to, you know, I, I think a restaurant has the right to refuse service for, um, you know, like, no shirt, no shoes, no service, that type of thing. Exactly. But it's not unlawful. No, no, no. So uh, with her no shirt on, she was told to leave. And I, I was disappointed. I was like, why didn't he run her off like that? And he said, well, you know what that is? It's this cult, this UFO cult. That I started oh. So he's the one who, who broke it to me. Uh, well, at any rate, we shot it. And you know what? I talk about how disappointing it is. There were some good-looking women there. There's some very pretty girls. And some fun conversations. Uh, you know, like even like last year, we talked to Taliesin, the witch, who was explaining to us how, uh, you know, his, how witchcraft was part of his life and everything and, and people are very eccentric around there they oh, yeah we even ran into a guy who we interviewed for uh who ba- almost basically interviewed us because he came up he suddenly he was on heroin he's like i got a lot of salt in my stick and i anyway i'm really i got a girl to snort a line of cum and just shit like that jesus he's like, christ guys just what does that mean having salt in your stick I think it means uh, he's got plenty of jizz in his balls. Oh. Salt in his stick. I didn't get that right I away. I got a lot of salt in my <laughs> stick. <laughs> There's plenty of salt in my stick. <laughs> and I was like, I, and we, you know, he would walk away and Mandy and I would talk about him. And then she would sort of like, you know, she's an instigator and a journalist and she was trying to like fucking. So she would like sort of say something knowing he would overhear it and get involved again. She did that once. And I was like, great job. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but I don't we, mind, right? So, but he was there. Uh, we uh, fucking my uh, buddy there, Ryan Katzi Rivera, Asian Pat Dixon, met. Uh, he ran into this guy at a sh- at a fucking some event. The guy's a like a like a DJ. Oh. Got his information. Called him. We interview him this year. He's a completely different guy. He's slimmed down a little bit. He was he's the same guy, but he's you know. I, I don't know the difference. He maybe <laughs> wasn't on the same drugs, but okay. So he makes a return. Uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to get this cut together and get something up. But, okay. Uh, we'll be uh, looking at that on Compound Media, as we do. Uh, yeah, there's so much more coming up there. Seth, welcome uh, back to uh, you know the the show this week, and, and I Thanks, hope we Matt. can talk to you again next week. Uh, you, if you're around, you around next week? I'm trying to like book yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm around. I'm Since around. Seth. I'll be around. I got a lot of salt <laughs> in my stick. I gotta get it out. I go to city-journal.org for the writings uh, of Seth Barron. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for being here, and thank you for listening to New York City Crime I got a lot of salt in my stick.